0: So, yeah, guys, think about this for a second, right? What if we all, like, come together for an Opus Freer online community meetup? Most likely, maybe, maybe the day before our launch Sunday or the day after our launch Sunday. And, you know, we book a spot and we just all come together and just fellowship right? And just connect. That would be, that would be amazing to see all the folks in our discord community, all getting to meet each other. Some of you, most of you actually to meet each other for the first time. It had to be really cool for all of them together and spend time in worship as well, which would be absolutely fire. That would be, that'd be really, really cool. And I'm thinking now that this is something that we can do where we meet, Maybe quarterly, like we just come together and we meet quarterly. We pray for each other. We encourage one another and we just fellowship and get plugged in and connected with each other. That would be really, really cool. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, anyway, I'm thinking about that. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, because it is our launch Sunday, there may be a lot of things going on. So it's something we'd have to plan in advance. Um, uh, the saturday before sounds like a great idea right where we just celebrate together or the monday after so guys just think about that um for you you guys can deliberate on that on discord but i would love to make that possible so the launch date is is uh 910 so september the 10th so we can either do it the day before okay uh we could do it the day before or we could a uh, after. And so anyway, I I'm, I'm just throwing out ideas, y'all. That's what I do. I just throw it out there, but I would make myself available. Okay. I would love to connect with you guys. And it's a big, it's a big moment for us and for all of us to come together and be a part of that would be really, really, I mean, it'd be amazing. It would be really cool for us to do that. And so, um, it'd be great for you guys to serve. Yes. That would be, oh my goodness if that's the case, then you guys will probably come the day before because then I can connect you, make sure that, you know, we've got, you know, we plug you in with our squad and man, oh my goodness. Y'all, y'all, y'all got me excited. All right. Y'all need to stop. Okay. Cause we're coming up with all these ideas and it's all so exciting. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to let you guys, we'll, we'll, we'll keep working through that, but I want you to know that You know, I'm wide open to that, and it'd be really cool if we did that together. For a few moments today, um, we're going to spend time in the Word. As you know, this is our reading rant. We read for a few, and we rant for a few. And so today, we're going our time together in Mark chapter 4. We're encouraging you to go ahead and to go there. As you know, we're reflecting on the text. We're reflecting on the scripture, and so we're asking God, three questions as we read this text to receive from God, we ask first, God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? That's the first question. The second question is God, what are you revealing concerning people? And the third question is God, what are you revealing concerning me? And what we do is as we reflect on those questions, we pray over those questions and we read in prayer, asking for the Holy spirit to guide our moment here today. And so as you're reading, for those of you who are with us live on Discord, as you're reading, by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's discord.gg slash Opus Frere. Okay. And of course you can get the episodes right away because this one won't be probably won't be available for another month or so. You can get this right away on our Patreon community, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Okay. Uh, and be sure to text as well at 954-231-1848 usually send a word of incur every morning, like connect your guys, keep you guys updated, send announcements whenever I need to. And you know, just allow you an opportunity to, to plug in and with me. And I try to check the text as much as I can, but as you guys know, there's a, man, there's a lot of you now. Um, So even when you guys text me back, it's hard for me to text back because again, I've got so many of y'all and I love it. I'm, I'm grateful, um, but, There's a lot of y'all, so it's hard to keep up, but I get your texts and, and I really appreciate your words of encouragement. And, and so, yeah, if you're looking to plug into a community, right, where there's more of us together on this journey through the scriptures and in our relationship with Christ, I want to encourage you to go to discord.gg slash All right. Anyway, we're going to be in Mark chapter four and I'll pray. And I want you to pray as well. And that's the Lord to speak to you in a very unique way. And of course, we'll reflect and I'll let you journey and eavesdrop into uh, my time as uh, we read the scripture. Dear Heavenly father, we thank you for the privilege that you've given us. Father. I thank you for this family that you've, uh, us and, and Lord, this has been a work of your spirit. We know this is the work of the Holy spirit. We couldn't have done this. None of us could have thought through this and planned this. This is this is a God thing. And God, we just thank you. We, we thank you that you have brought us together, Lord, through this platform. And, and as we journey throughout your scripture, Father, let us be reminded of your goodness. Let us be reminded of who you are, your will, your plan, your heart. Lead us, Lord, as we read this text today. Let it transform our heart. Let it transform our mind. Let it convict. Let it correct. Let it exhort. Let it encourage. uh, Let it do what it needs to do today as we spend it in your word. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. And again, he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into the boat and sat in it on the sea and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea then he taught them many things by parables them in his teaching listen behold a sower went out to sow and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded crop that sprang up, increased, and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixtyfold, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive and they may hear, and do not hear, and do not understand, turn, and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown, and when they hear, Satan comes and immediately takes the word that was sown in their hearts, and these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time afterward, when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket? Is it not to it? be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears let him hear then he said to them take heed what you hear with the same measure you use it it will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given for whoever has to him more will be given but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him the kingdom of God he said is as if a man would scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade and then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Then he said, To what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or what picture shall we pick? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds of the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. (laughs) On the same day, when evening had come. He said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along the along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, "Peace, be." And the, and the wind ceased straight calm. And he said to them, "Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith?" they feared exceedingly and said to one another who can be that even the wind and the sea obey him Mark chapter 5 then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes when he had come out of the boat immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him and always night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tomb was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you? Jesus, son of the most high God. I implore you, by God, that you do not torment. He said to him, Come out of the man, out of the man, unclear. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. A large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine. That we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. They were about two thousand. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. And those who fed the swines fled. And they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. When he got into the boat, to the boat he who had possessed begged him that he might be with. Him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you and he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled now when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea and behold one of the rules of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said, if only I may close, I shall, I shall be made. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she fell in her feet that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself, that power had gone out of him turned around the crowd and said who touched my clothes but his disciples said to him you see the multitude thronging you and you say who touched me and he looked around to see her who had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and he said her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your affliction While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, who said, Your daughter is dead, why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he came to the house of the ruler of and saw tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, and when he had put them all outside, he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumi which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately, the girl arose and walked, for she was twelve years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement, but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and said that something should be given to her to eat. Bene. We'll read chapter six and that will make that the last chapter. And I just have a few words of reflection. Out of there and and came to his own and his disciples followed him and followed him. And when the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this, which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with him, with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And they marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went on about the villages in a circuit, teaching. So much to unpack there. He called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take no journey, except the staff, no staff, no bag, no bread or in their money belts, bundles, and not to put on two tunics. Also, he said to them, whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place and whoever will not receive you, nor hear you. When you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. And assuredly I say to you. It will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So they went out and preached that people should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Now King Herod heard of them, for his name had become well known, and he said, "John the Baptist has risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him." Others said, "It is Elijah," and others said, "It is the prophet." or like one of the prophets. And when Herod heard, he said, this is John whom I beheaded. He has been raised from the dead for Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother, Philip's wife, for he had married her because John had said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have wife. Therefore, held it against him wanted to kill him. But she could not for herod feared john knowing that he was a just and holy man and he protected him and when he heard him he did many things and heard him gladly then an opportune day came when herod on his birthday gave a feast for his nobles the high officers and the chief men of galilee and when herodias daughter herself came in and danced and pleased herod and those who sat with him The king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So she went out, said to her mother, what shall I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter." And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent an execution, and commended his head head be brought and beheaded him in prim in prison, this head on a platter, and gave it to the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. Then the apostles gathered together to Jesus sorry, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both which they had done and had been taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and awhile, for there were many coming and going, and they did not have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place, in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him. And ran there on foot from their cities they arrived for them and came together to him and Jesus when he came out saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd so he began to teach them many things on the day was now far spent the disciples came to him and said this is a deserted place and already the hours lend them away that they may, they may go into the stream villages and buy themselves and buy themselves bread for the eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said five and two fish. And he commanded them to sit all, to sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down on in the ranks in hundreds and fifties when they had taken the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fish, he divided among them, so they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. We came away for was in the middle of this alone on land land. Then he saw them streaming, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. When they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed he was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But he immediately talked with them, and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And he went up into the boat to them, And the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled for they had not understood about the loaves because their heart was hardened. So much to unpack there, won't do it today. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. When they came out of the boat immediately, the people recognized him, ran through that whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds. Those who were sick to whoever they heard he was, wherever he entered into villages, cities or the country, they laid the sick in marketplace egged him that they might, they might touch the hammer as many as t- were made. The word of God, the word of God we are reading the second account in the Bible we're reading the account of the book of Mark which is considered the oldest of the four gospel accounts the first account being Matthew the first account lexically is Matthew in the book but the oldest account being mark some believe that uh, Matthew and Luke really derive from the book of Mark. And to so Mark uh, seems to be, <clears throat> by many theologians, a source book for which the other two books come from. John is different than the others. This is why we call Matthew, Mark and Luke, the synoptic gospels. If you've heard that term before, it's called the synoptic gospels. Synoptic they're in sync sync. They see the same thing. And so these. and you're going to see, i are going to see a lot of repetition in in the narratives. If you read with us the book of uh, Matthew, and now you're reading Mark, you're going to see a lot of similar stories, right? Uh, but you'll see some variation in, in that they are seeing the same things that had transpired, but from a different angle. As I mentioned before, Matthew's focus was uh, to to speak of. The coming kingdom, the fulfillment, right? The fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment of the promise. And so it's really speaking of Jesus as the fulfillment of the promise. Mark is taking a different angle, which is really what we would call the manifestation of the kingdom. If you remember the way Mark opens, Mark opens with the proclamation. Mark opens, sorry, not with a proclamation, but more a declaration in the first chapter in Mark. We see what Jesus came to do. It says, right, that immediately after he had gone into the wilderness and had been tested in the wilderness, which we saw the test. Notice Mark doesn't spend much time. He kind of just, Matthew says more, but Matthew provides more detail than Mark to trying to get to the point, point, trying to get to the point that what Jesus, that what Jesus came to do was to preach, preach the gospel. Uh, Mark chapter one, verse 14, that Jesus came to Galilee to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is important. Y'all is important because when we think of the gospel, we simply think of it as the good news of Jesus forgiving us for our sins. And then we all get to go to heaven and now all is great. And we get to be with God forever. Great. Wonderful. But that's not the gospel that Jesus is preaching. It's not the gospel that the disciples died for. Ooh, we are going to get in trouble today. It is not the gospel that um that most churches proclaim today i'm putting together right now a preparation for our team and we're doing some teaching with the team and one of them is the gospel that the primary purpose for the church is to proclaim the gospel what what he's at the end of at the end of mark he says go ye therefore and preach the gospel that's what he tells us to do to preach the gospel Unfortunately, the reality is as many are preaching gospels, but they're not preaching the gospel. They're not preachable. Um, they're pre elements, elements sometimes of the They're preaching consequences, consequences of the gospel. It's funny funny when people say, "Well, you know, this church is a prosperity gospel church." There's no such thing. The prosperity gospel is not a gospel. Okay. Or uh, this church preaches a suffering gospel. The suffering gospel is not a gospel. I'm sorry if that gets me in trouble. And I know some people have said and a theologian, there's churches that preach social justice. Social justice is not a gospel. That is not the gospel. Okay. The gospel speaks into suffering. The gospel speaks into prosperity. The gospel speaks about social justice. We talk about things that are a consequence of the gospel but they are not gospels themselves there's only one gospel the gospel that jesus died for the gospel that peter james died for for almost said john john you know he faded out he didn't die right he was in patmos writing revelation age alone but he was for that gospel gospel The disciples died, died, died for the gospel. This gospel was not the gospel of Jesus died for your sins. And now you have a ticket to heaven because because of your sin, you could not go to heaven. You were condemned to hell. Jesus died for your sins. So now you can believe in Jesus and you'll be saved from hell. That is not the gospel. Are you hearing me family? I know I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not afforded the time to really break this down into a lot of detail, but, but let me, let me, let me make one point, And this is important as well. And I know, um, Asia and I have spoken about this, um, easily hit me up and I think it's a great idea Now we talk about why we, how we ought to read the Bible, um, because often we read the Bible, we read the Bible. I've seen me read the Bible in so, so many different ways. What did Jesus say? Upon His resurrection, we'll see in Road to Emmaus, the two disciples who were who had encountered Jesus. What did Jesus do? Jesus journeyed with them through the them through the totality of Scripture to point to to point to how the script testify by of that how the scriptures testify of Him. Meaning then that the way that we're supposed to be reading the scriptures, the way that we're supposed to be reading Bible is to see the revelation of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Christ. The gospel is about Jesus and it's about Jesus alone. This is why we call it the gospel of the kingdom. Because what Jesus brought in word and in deed was the manifestation of the kingdom. That's why we get all twisted, because we're adding things to Jesus. We're superimposing things on Jesus. We preach Bible, but please do not confuse this. Churches that are Bible teaching and Bible churches are not not necessarily gospel churches. Something else. The the gospel is the Bible. The gospel is not not the Bible. Let me say it one more time. This almost sounds like a Bible study, and maybe we'll do a Bible study on this. The gospel is in the Bible. The gospel is not the Bible. So those who say, well, I'm teaching Bible, you can teach Bible all day and never teach the gospel and never preach the gospel. You can teach part of the Bible all day and not preach the gospel. You can know the Bible and still not understand the gospel. You can have the Old Testament, but you can know the Old Testament inside and out, and not know the Gospel. That's what the Pharisees did. No one knew the Old Testament better than the Pharisees. These guys had the, to- they had the Torah memorized, y'all. The Mosaic Law they would have just as Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers is being memorized, memorized. By the way, in their mid teens, teens. One who knew. Ooh, in this case, the Pentateuch, it was the Pharisees and yet they still did not know the gospel. And I hope what we've done in our time is that as you've been reading through the scriptures along with me, especially through the old Testament, to begin to see the old Testament differently, to not see it as a book, but to see it as a collection. To see it as an encyclopedia, to see it as a curated collection of books, curated for the sake of bringing the revelation of Jesus Christ. If, if you read the Bible outside of Jesus, you've missed it. What the gospels are doing as we read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of course, Matthew, Mark, and Luke being the synoptic gospels is we're seeing how Jesus is the fulfillment of Israel's hope. Oh my goodness. My goodness. This is horrible. Gospel is a style is a style of religious called call gospel music, music or gospel out of religious music. That's not what it is. The gospel that we speak about here and the gospel that Jesus is proclaiming, the gospel that Jesus is preaching is the gospel of the kingdom of god jesus is spending all his time his effort his life those years the 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 short life that he lived on earth to proclaim the kingdom of god that's why it says in mark chapter 1 1 verse 14 that after john was put in prison jesus came to galilee what did he come to do to preach the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. That's all Jesus came to do. To preach the, the gospel of the kingdom. And what did he say? He said what? The talk is fulfilled. What does that mean? To fulfill means it's arrived. It's here. And the kingdom of God is at hand. So the kingdom of God isn't to aspire. It to ki- the kingdom of God is somehow here. Je- Jesus should in the kingdom. Of God. If you don't understand that, you miss the message of the gospel. If all you're talking about is how God wants you to have a nice car and give a tithes and offering so you don't go to hell. And I mean, we can go all day with this, right? If, all, if that's what you're preaching, I'm sorry. You you don't have the gospel. You don't know the gospel. You haven't received the gospel. Because the gospel is a mystery that is re that is revealed by Christ Himself. Notice what Jesus does here is as he's teaching, Mark brings to light that Jesus is giving these parables, and yet these parables, he's saying them as a secret to conceal the revelation of the kingdom. And he says in verse, is in verse 12, some will see, but they do not perceive, do not perceive. There are going to be some who to be some who hear, but they do not under, not and the only way he says in, in uh, chapter four, verse 12, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Meaning it would take repentance for them to actually see it. It would take, take the forgiveness of sins for them to actually see it. Oh goodness, I ain't got the time today. And so when Jesus preaches the gospel, he preaches it in a mystery in form of a secret. To you has been given, Jesus said in verse 11, to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. I know, I know I got my, my Bible study students here. Y'all know what that word mystery is. It's the word mysterion. And that word mysterion is the word secret. Lexically, it coincides with the word secret. And so the word mystery really is the secret of the kingdom of God. Jesus, Jesus is literally seen in secrets, secrets. So he says to has been given to know the mystery. the mystery this is the kingdom of god but to those who are outside who are outside, all these things are going to come in parables and so jesus te- teaches and teaches and he te- teaches in the form of parables in chapter 4 uh, verse 33 if you go down he says and with many such parables he spoke the word to, to them as they were able to hear it, but but without a parable he did not speak. He only spoke in those those mysteries. And it was when he was alone he would explain these things to, to the disciples. Faith. Goodness gracious, Lord have mercy. God Almighty The church has only one purpose, fam. The chur- church has only one purpose, and it's to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Kingdom. Our our sole purpose of existence as a body of believers is to proclaim. The gospel of the kingdom. Some will say, no, it's not, it's to make disciples. Because Jesus said, Go, go ye therefore make disciples. They are one and the same, because to preach the gospel of the kingdom is to make disciples. For when the gospel of the kingdom is preached, those who hear and, and understand, those who see and perceive, become disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus Christ. I, I'm going to take, uh, you up on that offer. Uh, for those of you who have said, you know, I to do a session on how to read the, how to read the Bible. Cause we have been reading it, but now hang it, but now how do we read First to read the scriptures, you have to read it. You have to read it through the lens of the gospel. That's how you, that's how you, the way you read the Bible is through the lens of Jesus. And the way you read through the lens of Jesus is through the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the lens by which we, we read the rest of the scriptures. And maybe what would make this really enjoyable is for us to see that all these quote unquote miracles aren't miracles for us to say, they're signs. Somebody said, well, what's the difference between a miracle and a sign? A miracle is a supernatural encounter, a supernatural uh, 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 event. A miracle is something that transpires that go beyond the explanation of science. Can God do miracles? Yes. He performs miracles and he still does today. Notice in the text that that he said that we will see miracles, signs, and wonders. So there's a a distinction between a a sign. A sign points to something. Did you hear me family? A sign p- points. So if it's a s- sign of the kingdom and that's what Jesus is d- doing here, we're the ones who call these, these things miracles, what Jesus has done, because we see him teaching, he notice he's concealing, right? He's concealing in word, but notice he's revealing in power. The demon possesses this man who was healed. We call it a miracle, but what it was is a sign. This is why you have to begin to read and to look at these, these things differently. Because it's a sign. When we we see the story of the girl being restored to, to life, it's a sign of the kingdom. What Jesus is doing in his life, when, we, well, when he dwelt among us, as John says, we held to be to see, to experience, we beheld his glory, His glory, the glory begotten, full of full of grace and true seeing the king, the kingdom manifest. The kingdom is not coming. The kingdom has arrived. Jesus has brought kingdom with him. So the girl being restored to life, the woman being healed. Notice Jesus is on his way to heal a girl who was 12 years old, and on the way, he, he healed a woman who had the issue of blood, blood for 12 years. You see the connection, both depictions of the loss of life for the scriptures just tells that the life is in the blood. Jesus is healing this woman. And this story is being uh, uh, delivered to us, it's chronicled to us, not for entertainment, of the many people jesus healed why is this story very important it's important it's in the bible and it's in mark ark and it, uh uh M- matthew in the gospels because because brings rev revelation revelation of the gospel of the kingdom i'm sorry if i sound confusing here music I'm sorry if I sound, you know, cause I know there's so much I need to, to I, I I won't try to cram in because I got to leave in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so this almost feels Bible study like, but it is so important for us to know that the, the miracles that we see that's chronicled in the gospels, they're not there for any reason, they're, they're there for, for a purpose. Okay. They're there for a purpose. Of okay? the many people Jesus healed. The story of the woman with the issue of blood was imp- important. Of the many people that Jesus delivered, the story of the girl being risen from death was important. Why those sto- stories? Because they're signs. Sign of the time. Signs that the kingdom, their signs would do when you when you're on, when you're on the road, guys, what do they do? They gui- guide you. They protect you, protect you. off on the road, towards where you're going. What's the d- destination here? It's the kingdom of God, and, and these miracles that we call miracles, those aren't miracles, but rather they point, they're signs, God guiding us, pointing us to the kingdom. So while the disciples are getting a teaching about what the kingdom is. And they're getting interpretations of the kingdom. The world is seeing the manifestation of, of the kingdom. The kingdom is, is here. And how did the world treat the kingdom? They re- reject it. Jesus rejected a Nazareth. And I always just quick little side note, a little bit of wisdom here because we can, can learn so much. And this is all in the kingdom the wisdom that we can learn so, so much about kingdom of God and about the wisdom that come by the Holy Spirit. Notice Jesus was kicked out because he was familiar here. And I tell you something, there's a lot of, there's a lot of us here who we grew up in, in non-Christian families. Maybe nominally religious families, we've we've grown up and maybe there are those of us who've had a powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit. Powerful encounter with God, been transformed by the gospel and feel somehow compelled to go and to try save your family. Can, Can I tell you something? You're at disadvantage because you are familiar. Say one more time. You had, you had a disadvantage because you are familiar. They grew up with you. Who do you, th- you think you are now? Now you, you think you're better than everybody because you got this Jesus thing now, now you th- think that, oh, wow. So, so now all of a sudden, you know, you're Mr. So-and-so or Miss Bible and much wiser and so-and-so and so much better. Let me ask you a question, fam, fam. If Jesus couldn't op- couldn't operate his hometown, what makes us think think we can operate in our homes that we grew up in? <laughs> I didn't say don't pray for him. I didn't say give up on him. I said don't think you can do it. Because it says here, they saw Jesus. They saw the mighty works. They saw how how He moved. They saw the power, and they saw the the the, the well of wisdom, the deep well of wisdom that was Jesus. They knew too, something was not normal about this guy. This guy was exceptional. And yet, even then, folks in his home said, "Wait, I mean, hold, hold on, hold on, is this not the car- Carpenter? Isn't this, isn't this Mary's son? Oh, oh, is it, is it his brother? His brother James, this Judas, isn't it, is it? Is isn't it, is, is it Simon? I mean, like, aren't those his? Didn't we grow up? We grew up with this. We went to these people. I'm school with Jesus." to high school with this guy bro. I know Jesus nah bro who does this guy think he is all of a sudden notice they say he's a carpenter's son why to diminish the role of his meaning his family's not in some kind of royal family of You know, esteem and renown, uh, you know, it's just just Jesus, y'all. Come on now. Who does this guy think he is? This is the carpenter's son, y'all. And this is what I'm going to land on today. Because there's so, so much more we're going to be talking about about the gospel of the kingdom, but I want to land on this for a moment. Some of us have become so, become so familiar that we cannot act, cannot actually receive, and some of us, us have fallen to the trap of forcing, forcing, he cannot actually perform for new because we are boxed in by familiarity. Some of us actually cannot fully move in our ministries and what God is calling us to because we are still trying to minister to the familiar. Jesus had to, to leave Nazareth. This is the kingdom y'all. He is the fulfillment of the kingdom This is Jesus, y'all. And yet it said, what, but he just said, all right, well. In verse 5, one of the saddest things ever in the text. Now, he could do, do no mighty work there. There, Hold up. Isn't Jesus the one who can do any, anything? Isn't he the one who can accomplish all things? Isn't Jesus the, the one that, that, I mean, this is Jesus, the creator of the universe, poured out into. This is God, God in the flesh, fully God, fully God. And you're telling me, me? that he could know oh mighty work. Woo. So what did he do? He just laid hands on a few sick people, healed them and left. He left the town because of the unbelief. Could you unbelief get in the way of the grace of God manifesting through your, your life? And could, and could it be that what God's calling you to do and what, and what God's calling you to go and what God's calling you to accomplish, could it be that you're being suffocated in your, your calling and your mission and your pl- plan, the fulfillment of the kingdom cannot even be ma- manifest. Not in Ben, not in, not in Galilee. Could it be that you need step out of your comfort of your comfort zone, immunity? Go to a, go to another spot, another place to allow to allow the grace of God to pass through it. No, this is the cast for you guys to you guys to cut a tear for. I love for you guys to do all that, but but maybe you just need to step out of familiarity. I see you, there, Sarah. <laughs> hey, maybe you are maybe God is you come to temple. I don't know. I'll be mean, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard from God. It is not God. Not I. No, sorry, not God, but I. So <laughs> not what I want. <laughs> but we gotta we gotta ask God what, God what he wants. However, there's something to acknowledge here. And what what it is, and, and what we what we ought to really be Really dig into is, is it possible we've delayed God's grace man- manifesting through our lives because we are still pandering to the familiar? And maybe what's holding you back is, is because of the unbelief of those who are ar- around you. maybe maybe you can't see your family's deliverance deliverance because you are familiar to them to them and maybe god is call, maybe god is called out to go to a place to a place but unfamiliar jesus had to leave the, the familiar actually move in the authority and the power that he had do you do y'all hear how powerful that that is that verse that that says that he could do no mighty work there. This is Jesus, y'all. Oh, but when he left, my man was restoring the sick and the broken, feeding 5,000, walking on water, making the wind and the, the sea obey his voice. This is the power that Jesus has. And this is this is the ushering in of the kingdom of God, the manifestation of the kingdom, breaking bread, turning five loaves and two fishes into over a thousand meals for for five thousand. These and here, here, a Jesus who who left the familiar. Maybe he's calling us to leave familiar, familiar. Maybe he's calling you to step up outside. Maybe he's calling you, maybe calling you across town. Okay. Here's where I might get some trouble. Maybe he's calling you to leave your church. It's too familiar. But maybe no new work is being done through you because you're still pandering the people who cannot receive it. So I pray for you today. Let this be a a challenge to you. Let's not let people say, is this not the carpenter's son? I can tell you from me right now, I truly believe this, that this is where I'm going to begin to see the Lord move move in mighty ways through my life and my ministry been in a familiar place for your place for a very long time. And what God is what God has really been working is is God is re- God is revealing to me that this is the sea, this is the season that He chooses to move. His grace begin grace begins to move because I've act- because I've act out of a familiar place. And now I've been in an unfamiliar place. And I can't front, I've come alive. And maybe that's what it they took. Maybe it's what it requires. It's what required me. Maybe that's what it requ- requires for each and every one of us. It might be somewhere else in your city, city, might be in another state, wherever it may be, begin to ask yourself the question, are you, are you in too familiar an environment and, and ask the Lord to guide and to lead you to where he's calling you to go so that you can become who he's calling you to be. Father, Father I thank you well, for my brothers and sisters. There's on this um, on this particular all, Father, I just uh Lord, I thank you for the word that you give give us every every day. Lord, as we come together together. Lord, if praying or if we're through the reading rant, whatever whatever it is we're doing, Father you Lord that you cut you continue, Lord, to us and you and you continue, Lord, to give conviction conviction. And Lord that even as we hear this today, hear this today, Father, I pray that you each and every person who hears this and who hears this, be it Live or be it on the podcast or be it as or be it trion, wherever it is that they're receiving this father, let this inspire Lord to be led by, by Your Spirit and to step into unfamiliar places, Lord God, that we will not, not be stuck in the familiar, but Lord, that we will op- operate in the unfamiliar, in new territories, to pioneer new regions, the new spaces where You have called us to be, so that we we can accomplish what You've called us to do. And we say that in Jesus' name, amen. I love, love y'all fam. I will see you guys tomorrow for, for prayer. It will just be on discord. If you notice, I'm just been on been on discord this week. Uh, that's why I tell you, make sure if you got any friends who suits who, who attend on TikTok or IG or any of the other platforms, tell them you, you need to be on discord. Cause that's where he's at. That's that's where he stays. That's where he lives. He lives on, on discord. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but guys, I'm praying for you. I, this wasn't making you trouble, but but I hope that this was for you in a good way way because I believe calling you to, to higher thing to higher things, calling you out us into the marvelous light, the light. See you tomorrow. Love y'all. Don't forget to be nine five to me nine five three one one eight four eight. All all don't forget um we uh to subscribe to our Patreon. Pray pray about it if you're not a yet, Pray about it. Uh, join our Patreon, trion.com slash Isaac Frere. It is your support that makes everything we do possible. So I love y'all very much. Thank you to all the page that support. It is your support that's made this all possible. We're doing this just because of your support. And so God bless you you guys. Love you guys very much. Thanks so much, Chanel. I appreciate that. And I I look forward to what God has in store for all all of us together in this community. Love y'all. Peace out.